Good morning, everybody, and welcome to episode 120 of the Quickie Podcast. Thanks for being here. I'm your host, Dave Hopkins, and I'm excited to share this one with you because the self-promo that this guest has put together for himself is ridiculously awesome, and it has to do with print. So my guest today is Nick Miner from Miner Design Co. in Baton Rouge, Louisiana. He was a skater boy as a kid, loved building things, jumps and half pipes and things like that. We also get into talking about his time with a small print shop and cutting vinyls for the print shop and what he learned there. We also talk about the logo that he loved that actually made him look closer and deeper into graphic design. We talk about being an introvert and building a business and being the face of that business and what to do with that. We talk about a mural project that he did for Smirnoff, how that came to be and uh, what it was for. We also get into that self-promo piece that I teased in the beginning. I'm not going to tell you too much, but it's an amazing custom box and there's a custom product inside that box and that is basically his resume, his business pitch to his prospects. You got to go to Minor Design Co. on Instagram and see this thing. It is gorgeous. But before you do that, listen to this episode. It's awesome. So ladies and gentlemen, my guest, Nick Miner. Here we go. Welcome to the Quickie Podcast, the daily interview show where we talk to graphic designers about their journey to the creative field, and we do it in 30 minutes or less. So, are you ready for a Quickie? Good morning, Nick. Thank you so much for joining me on the show this morning. No problem. Thanks for having me. Awesome. Are you ready for a quickie, sir? I sure am. Perfect. Let's start with the tough stuff. Briefly tell the listeners about yourself. So I am a graphic designer from Baton Rouge, Louisiana. I specialize in uh, identity design and branding. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. You've been working on that. (laughs) (laughs) Well done. Um, And you are working under Minor Design Co., your own studio, yeah? That's correct. I uh, I work at a day job and building something on the side. So perfect, the old side hustle. Yep. Awesome. And how long have you been working on Minor Design Co? So officially got legal about three months ago. Mm-hmm. Um, I was working um, at an agency for a while as an art director. Um, also did a little bit of freelance uh, a while before that, mm-hmm. uh, but just got legal. Pretty recently, so I'm excited. <laughs> Just got legal. Is that something that you can say in America? Uh, yeah, it's like now they can start really tracking me down for my taxes and all that fun stuff. Oh, there you go. So the CRA is happy about it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> awesome. Well, uh, Nick, I want to dive back even further than you know the last few months that you've been working on Minor Design Co. and building that. And I want to start with your childhood and kind of just sort of work through the points in the story up to now. Um, so let's kick it back to childhood. What was that like? Do you feel that you had a creative childhood that sort of led you in this career path? Yeah. So, uh, I normally tell people that 
I didn't think I had that creative of a childhood. Um, and I really took some time to look back at it and I was like, Oh, maybe I did. Uh, <laughs> but, um, I really wasn't like design or artsy, but I was into more like the, the building ramps and, uh, they had these things called connects that are kind of like Legos. And totally, I, was, dude. I have those upstairs. Yeah. I was obsessed. Like I had an entire room just dedicated to that. Very cool. Did you get like the ones that came with like the little solar powered motors and stuff? Uh, see, I think I was a little bit before that came out. Um, but I had like, I must've had like two big boxes that were just slap full. So that's awesome. So building like skyscrapers and jumps and stuff. Yeah, and I went on like this Disney cruise once and they had like a whole connects area and it was just like the most amazing things I'd ever seen. And I was just like, yeah, this is what I'm doing for the rest of my life. That's <laughs> awesome. <laughs> I've got to find my career in connects. Exactly. <laughs> Very cool. So what was next? When did design you know, really come to life for you? Were your parents designers? Did you have family members that were creatives? Yeah, so... Uh, uh, my mom married a guy who worked at a sign shop. Mm -hmm. um, so they did like neon signs. And then he worked at like this, uh, like uh, just a, like a vinyl sign shop, you know, your typical run of the mill thing. Mm -hmm. um, and so I got to see a little bit of that growing up like through junior high, but I really didn't know much about it um, until high school is when I actually got a job um, in my junior year as a graphic designer at a silkscreen shop and kind of learned the ropes of that. Okay, so how did that job come about? Were you taking art classes in junior high or high school that kind of pointed you down that creative path or started making connections? Yeah, so um, I really didn't – I wasn't taking any art classes in high school. Um, and so I basically just went in one day to this place. It, they like did like these press-on letters that you could put on shirts. Do you know what I'm talking about? Yep. Yeah, like, those uh, are the ones that you like iron on. Yeah, like like oh, like the back of a football jersey or something like that. And I was like, I want that, but something custom. Mm -hmm. And so this guy came from the back and was like, hey, my name is Josh. Let me show you what we can do. And like he brought me to the back and like they had a bunch of like uh, uh, cutters and printers and like silkscreen area. And he was just like, yeah. And I was like, oh, this looks familiar. He's like, well, we're looking for someone if you want to learn. And I was like, absolutely. Done. Done. <laughs> Got it. So you started there at about what age? When did you start with that little vinyl shop? Uh, so I was about 17 years old. Okay. Um, and so that was back in like 2009. And uh, I mean, I just really fell in love with the design. Um, and I kind of like, it was like the perfect place for a young creative to kind of learn the ropes of like how to set things up and like how the printing processes work. Um, the sad thing is I didn't have like formal design training at that point. This mm -hmm. was before I went to college, but it was super fun. I mean, basically I had an employee discount on creating whatever I wanted to create. Nice. So it was, it was, a, it was a cool time for sure. Got it. So give me the story then after that, how do you go from, you know, learning little bits of design in the sort of shirt graphics sort of vinyl studio to now minor design call? What's it, what's in between there? Tell me that. Yeah, so basically I uh, did that for two years right before I went into college. And then mm -hmm. I went into college and I thought I was going to be an engineer or an architect uh, because I really didn't love the stress of the print shop. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, but I liked the creativeness. And I was like always building, uh, you know, half pipes and quarter pipes and ramps and like really like kind of building 
that way. And so I figured that would be like a natural progression for me. Uh-huh. But um, they told me it was going to be like a five-year program. And <laughs> I was like, I was like, oh, no, what's the art program like? And they're like, four years. And I was like, okay, that's that's more like me. Yeah, nice. So, so <laughs> yeah, so basically I did that and then uh, got out of college and didn't really – I uh, have good luck trying to find a job after that. So I didn't have a job for a few years and I kind of tried to uh, build my freelance business that way until I eventually was able to land a job at uh, an agency, a creative agency and worked there for about three years and I uh, worked my way up to an art director mm-hmm. position. Mm-hmm. And then um, I kind of wanted to find something with a little more freedom. And so now I'm kind of working my day job at a bigger, like like a advertising media company, mm-hmm. and now I'm building this on the side and kind of have all the freedom in the world to do that. Awesome. So you loved building things when you were younger, sort of explored um, architecture and engineering, which is interesting because it's 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 very similar to design because I fe- I've heard I feel like and I've talked to many many designers about this that design is taking that creative architectural almost route and that engineering analytical direction um, and putting them together. And that, um, so it's, you know, it's pretty easy to draw the line between those and graphic design and art direction where you are now. Yeah. And I have some friends that are in the architecture uh, business and went to school for that. And it's still a really cool thing. It's super interesting. Um, But yeah. Got it. All right. So worked in the agencies, worked in studios, put some time in there. And that's where you did, you know, your, your bulk of experiential learning. You got out of school and you started creating, just creating things, not for clients, not for a purpose, but just creating. And that's how you built a portfolio and landed that first gig. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, I was, so straight out of college, I was having trouble. I had like a um, a job lined up or I thought lined up after college and it fell through mm-hmm. and I kind of had all my eggs in that basket. And when uh, that yep. happened, uh, I was, I had a few, uh, freelance clients, um, that looking back probably could have been something successful for me. I just wasn't very good at the business side of things at the time. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I wasn't bringing in enough money and needed to figure out, uh, how to make that work. I, I was working another job at night. Um, just kind of make ends meet mm-hmm. and, uh, yeah. <laughs> Got it. Um, Nick, I want to go back to when you first noticed design out in the world was, you know, you're building jumps and half pipes. Was it, was it skate culture? What, what was it where you started noticing design out in the world? Yeah, it, for sure. It was, uh, skateboarding. Uh, I mean, growing up, you kind of, see the, the newest cool skateboard design and the new stickers. Uh, and that really had me hooked. You know, whenever you'd see your buddy at the skate park wearing a new shirt, it was like, oh man, I, that's really cool. I need to get one of those. And so that's really kind of what started the creative um, part. Got it. Was there one particular logo or brand that you think really stood out to you above the rest? Yeah, I was I was infatuated with the, the Element logo. It's just like this bold... Uh, I didn't really know it was graphic design at the time. I was just really intrigued that by their style and just love that look. Mm-hmm. The element logo. Yeah. It's not the first time I've heard that actually. 
Yeah, it's like a tree in a circle, and it's, it almost looks like an Aaron Draplin logo, honestly. But Nice. Um, who are – no, before I get to that, actually, I'm going to rewind a little bit. Um, the I want to know from you what is the most influential design of your life so far. So what really kicked this creative journey off for you? Yeah, I read the question, and I uh, – I don't know that there was one particular design that really kicked off uh, my creative journey, mm-hmm. but I think it was more like an uh, just a, to- a time period. Yep. So the grunge period, of that that music that I grew up listening to, I listened to a lot of like hardcore screamo music growing up, and mm-hmm. uh, that accompanied with the skateboard graphics really kind of molded me and kind of molded my style. Um, not that I not that I had a style at that time, but what I enjoyed looking at and what I enjoyed seeing. Got it. There it is. Okay. Now I got this picture painted in my head here of that sort of grunge skate culture leading to, you know, elements of your style right now. Got it. Yeah. Um, Nick, who are some of the designers and brands that you look up to and closely follow now? What is it about them that you like? Yeah. So um, two designers that I really look up to are, are Brett Stinson and Elena Luis. And uh, they're like illustrator designers, one's in Austin and one's in Portland. But mm-hmm. what really, really captivates me about their stuff is they're really great at illustrating and really great incorporating that into their work. Um, but also they have like this, um, for, from at least from an outsider's view, a desirable life balance. <laughs> I feel like I get sucked into working all the time and then I, I, you know, I get to see them online and they're like, oh, biking or fishing or doing something like that. And it's just kind of like it's nice to see someone who has that balance. So definitely the balance important. God, I like those two names. I haven't heard them come up on the show before. So nice name drops. Yeah, they're really cool. Um, Nick, I want to ask you a little bit now about print and packaging and how you've maybe utilized that or been a part of that in your studio or your um, sort of agency life career. Um, Can you tell us a bit about some packaging and print projects you've been a part of? For sure. Um, I am, uh, I'm, I love print and packaging. Um, I use, I did a lot of food and beverage design while working at my last agency. And Mm -hmm. so that is just filled with, you know, tactile uses of design. So from, from menus to brochures to signage, um, it's, you know, it's, it's just a great place to kind of flex that muscle and I'm just a foodie in general. So that was, you know, a great place for me. Uh, so print and packaging in that like restaurant game. Yeah. I, I use some print now, um, as outreach, I created this pretty cool. It's like a direct mailer. Um, it's like a custom hot sauce bottle. Um, but it's basically just like an introduction of me. It's like letterpress got foil. It's got, you know, a cool package, I kind of went all out on it, and it's really a way for me just to introduce myself in a better in a way that's better than just an email, you know. Okay, wait a second here. You created in a, is this a legit hot sauce bottle where you've got a custom label and a custom box? Yeah, dude, that's amazing. Yeah, it's it's pretty. Like it, it was <laughs> a few months in the works, and uh, I've just now started shipping it out to people I want to work with, but it's pretty time intensive. You know, each one comes with like a handwritten letter kind of like reaching out to someone and, um, basically just trying to build, you know, a network right now. That's cool. But that is, you know, the time that it takes to personally write a letter and to create and design this hot sauce bottle is basically a resume. Um, 
you know, that is incredible and that will get noticed and people will recognize the time invested. And that means you're serious. You're not just emailing a portfolio. Yeah. Yeah. And it's something they can't really throw away. Like I mean, I wanted something to be so nice that they felt bad throwing it away. And so, um, I'm not, I can't guarantee they're not going to, but, uh, I think it's gonna be really hard. It's a lot harder to throw away a hot sauce bottle than it is to delete an email. Yeah, for sure. And I've gotten a lot of good response from it so far, even though I've just started doing it. So that's very cool. So how are you sending this to them? How does it, how does it arrive to your prospective uh, customers? So basically, uh, it's a little box. It's like a three by five by two. Um, and it's, I did like these custom bottles. They, they're kind of like perfume bottle shapes. They're square and they have this black label with uh, copper foil and uh, a debossing. And basically it says, bring the heat with Minor Design Co. And it kind of has a little letter written to them, kind of like a call out, you know, things that I like about the brands. I'm really reaching out to people that I want to work with that are doing cool things. And uh, I kind of incorporate, I send uh, a few little samples of my work inside the box as well, just so they can kind of see a little bit of my stuff before they go to my website. Nicely done. Okay, now, can people see this on your website? Can people go to, or sorry, your Instagram? Um, uh, they can see definitely it? see it on my my Instagram. Um, I'm still in the process of, you know, updating my site with case studies. I'm just getting started, and I can't really, like... Uh, I'm, I'm trying to like build up my own work and so it's just a slow build, but yeah, um, definitely on my Instagram, you can check it out. So did this hot sauce bottle, did you, um, like for the label or whatever on it and the contents inside, did you make this yourself or where did you produce these labels? Where did you produce the hot sauce? Yeah. So the, uh, the labels were made from my, my friend, uh, Chris at fresh impressions. Uh, it's a letterpress studio mm-hmm. outside of, uh, Pensacola, Florida and, mm-hmm. He does a great job, and the sauce is a mixture of. Um, it's like you don't uh, have to, don't like have to give away the secret looks- recipe. Yeah, yeah. you just <laughs> tell me. That a yeah, if you cook that up in your kitchen, that's all I need to know. <laughs> it's uh, I, I cheated a little bit, but uh, but yeah, it's not something you can just buy. Perfect. I like that. Okay, and then you created a box for this as well. Correct. Yeah. It's a custom box. It looks uh, plain from the outside, but when you open it up, it's got some messaging printed on the inside and it's all black. Uh, It's pretty sleek. That's awesome. So you like created this experience. There's no teasers. So you have people going, what is in this box? Exactly. It's like uh, that whole uh, treehouse experience where it's a treehouse on the outside, but you walk in, you're like, whoa, this looks crazy. (laughs) Very cool. Well planned, man. That's cool. I hope that lands some big business for you. Hope so too, man. Um, so now I got a couple of questions based around some challenging times in your career where you probably made some mistakes, learned some lessons, and I want to pull those stories and share those with the listeners. Yeah, um, for sure. So Nick, what has been the most challenging time in your design career so far? Why was it challenging and how did you get through it? Yeah, um, so I, I can like narrow it down to two really hard times for me, but uh, I'll just start with the first one real quick. Uh, basically straight out of college, just um, not having a job and it kind of feeling like a failure. you like, I spent all this money, got all this uh, experience through, you know, uh, this print shop and still no one wants to hire me. And I kind of went through this period where I was just filling out resumes at every uh, 
shop every agency that put a posting out I was filling in my resume and mm -hmm. even to the point of trying to get a job at the UPS uh, print shop just trying to you know print other people's stuff mm -hmm. <laughs> and it was really frustrating um, because I was not getting any replies um, I did have like two phone call interviews and mm -hmm. they all they both fell through and so like to a year and a half out of, out of college and just kind of getting really down. Um, and then I, uh, decided to put together all my freelance, uh, client work into mm -hmm. a book and I got it professionally printed. And then I made some custom, uh, canvas pouches for these books and mm -hmm. I personalized them for every agency that I wanted to work for. And I went and dropped them off because I wasn't just going to wait any longer to, mm -hmm. for someone to say that they're hiring. And, I got hired the very next day um, by the the first agency I dropped it off at, and eventually every agency called me back, um, at least to call me back. So, very cool. Yeah, I like that. Okay, so <laughs> you made it through. You got the job. You did like its purpose, right? Yeah, yeah, and uh, I was I was pumped. <laughs> I was super excited. So, getting to that point was keep your head down. Don't get too discouraged. Power through. Yeah. And just kind of like a make a way, like don't necessarily take the traditional route of, you know, sending in your resume, um, kind of mm -hmm. like, kind of like getting out there and doing it yourself. Yeah. Your own unique spin be you, right? Yeah. All right, Nick, I want to go to a specific designer project that you were a part of that did not go well or bring the desired result. What was that like? How did that feel? Yeah. Um, so I think as designers, we always kind of have to work with difficult clients and kind of like guide people. It's kind of our job. Mm -hmm. um, but one particular one sticks out to me is uh, it wasn't necessarily the, the client's fault, but um, I, did, uh, I did design for a conference that was going on at a, at a mega church, mm -hmm. which I was working uh, freelance for. And I got to do the posters the ID tags, you know, pretty much everything that goes along with the conference merch. Um, and I sent off all the files and the mockups and whenever I saw what got printed, uh, the printer that had made all the merch had changed the colors oh, and no. yeah, not, and not necessarily colors that were like off brand of what I'd created, but just like flipped around some colors. And as you know, things get inverted whenever light colors get turned to dark colors. And, um, it was just at the point where I kind of had to just, uh, it was too late to change anything, you know? And so I was just kind of bummed that it didn't turn out exactly how I, <laughs> I'd spent all that time designing it. And what was the client's reaction to that? Um, they, it, they used someone that they knew to print the stuff at, oh, uh, yeah. at a fairly decent rate, um, next to nothing. And so I don't know that it, it was to the point where it was, they had seen the designs, they had seen the stuff and they didn't say anything and it was too late for me to make a fuss about it. So I just mm -hmm. kind of, I just kind of let it go and it seemed to sell everything. So yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so it ended up okay, but the, you know, that was the part where your handoff to the customer, their handoff to the producer of print or whatever they were doing um, could have been stronger. Yeah. And that's why now I kind of, I do my best to handle all the printer interactions. Mm -hmm. I, you know, if at all possible, I will do all the communication with the printer and 
you know, do handle all that side of things. Cause I've just been burned a lot of times with just handing off files and hoping it comes out. Right. For sure. Right. Because at that point you're still invested in that brand, in that business, in that logo, whatever it is, you're still just as much a part of it. Oh yeah, for sure. And they're your babies after you work on them for, for weeks or months. Uh, you know, it's like you want this to be perfect. Don't mess it up at the last second. Mm-hmm, for sure. I hear you there. Um, so Nick, what is something you're struggling with in your design career right now? Yeah, right now, um, I touched on a little bit, but just, you know, building a business, you know, focusing on the business part of it, Mm -hmm. um, making those connections and relationships. I'm typically an introverted person. So Mm -hmm. kind of getting out of my comfort zone and networking and just trying to, you know, meet people that I want to work with. Mm hmm. Yeah, I think a lot of people, you know, especially designers and creatives can relate to that being, you know, introverted and inside and very methodical and, and you know, creative that way. Um, and you're forcing yourself to get out there and be the face of something, right? <laughs> yeah, I, I typically do like a before a big video call or a phone call, I'll like put on some music and kind of like try to. Uh, I probably look insane in my in my little studio, but I like jump around trying to get all the nerves out before and like, uh, okay, now I'm ready. And I do the same thing going out in public too, just kind of like hype myself up. Mm-hmm. Okay, what's the uh, what's your go to jump around hype up music? Uh, well, you know what? I heard that the best song to listen to before going in for a job interview was uh, Seven Nation Army. Um, by the really by the, uh, okay, yeah, and so. I play I play that song um, anytime I'm trying to hide myself up, and it, it really it works. And then give yourself just enough time after the jumping around and the song ends for you to catch your breath again before you, you jump on the call. Exactly, and, and hope no one... Uh, <laughs> yeah, hey guys, yeah, hey guys, okay. Um, yeah, my name's Nick. <laughs> just try, trying to catch your breath on the call. Exactly. Nice. All right, Nick, I'm going to turn this bus around. Tell us about a project that you've been a part of that you are the most proud of, the one that just makes your heart sing right now. Yeah. Um, I, I've done a lot of re- restaurant branding um, around here, and I, I love seeing that around. But I think the the biggest one that I can say is Smirnoff. Um, they had an agency reach out to me mm-hmm. uh, to do a mural for a Tales of the Cocktail event in New Orleans. Mm-hmm. And um, – it was super cool, super organic that they just kind of contacted me through Instagram. And I was like, is this real? <laughs> and uh, basically got to do uh, a mural for an event for Smirnoff. And uh, it turned out really cool. It was based uh, off 1940s typography is what they wanted um, to celebrate uh, an anniversary of the Moscow Mule. Mm-hmm. And so it was just a really cool project. Um, and I was just super stoked to, to be a part of it. That's really cool. Celebrating the anniversary of the Moscow Mule. Yeah. Very good. Do you have you had a Moscow Mule before? Absolutely. Actually, before that, I hadn't. And <laughs> and now I love them. That's cool. And where was that project? That was a mural that you did? Yeah. And so it was it was a temporary mural. So they basically had these walls that they built and they brought into where they were hosting the event and had uh you know, me paint up on, you know, up on these wall partitions. They're kind of, they're just like big walls, freestanding walls. Mm -hmm. And I was able to get some friends to help me produce it because it had to be done in one day. Mm -hmm. And yeah, it was great. Very cool. That's a cool story. Um, And was that live? 
It wasn't. I okay. thought it was going to be, and I was super nervous. For sure. Um, but it just needed to be done, you know, the day before. And so that's good Got thing. It. Very cool. Was that your first mural or one or some that you've done before then as well? So I was doing a lot of hand lettering, but that was my first big mural. Um, I've done a good bit since then, or a few since then, but um, that was, uh, <laughs> it was a learning experience for sure. Got it. That's a cool one. Um, Nick, what is one design product, tool, website, or community that you just can't live without? I would have to say my iPad Pro. Dude, I was wondering if you were going to say that. Yeah, I love it. Uh, it's like it speeds up the process so quickly. Um, I still sketch a little bit in, in like my field notes, um, but when I, it's just so easy to edit and just to turn a sketch into something a little more refined really quickly. Mm-hmm. Nice. I like it. The iPad Pro comes up so much, especially for people who are involved with um, murals. Yeah, and I don't take on. I, I wasn't trying to focus on that. It just has happened that I've done a few of those. Mm-hmm. Um, but, um, you know, I was more than excited to do that now. It's just a lot of work. And so. Totally. Yeah. Um, Nick, you are at the point of the show for the ask it forward question. Um, I have a question for you from my last guest and you have the opportunity to ask a question of the next guest. I'm not going to tell you who they are, but you can ask them anything. Okay. So my last guest was Matthew Clark. He's the founder and creative director at Subplot, an awesome design studio in Vancouver, BC. And he wanted to ask, um, what career direction were you going in first? And what was the pivot point for you to now? So, uh, so I mean, going into college, talked about a little bit was I was going into the architecture, but, um, I honestly, since I've kind of nailed that down, I've pretty much been a straight shot as far as like, I definitely know I want to be in this creative field. Um, I didn't really have another career, Mm -hmm. uh, you know, before this. So, so that was your sort of first pivot point from architecture into designing this, you know, creative direction. In this creative side, after that pivot, have you had to pivot and change your focus, your direction? For sure. Yeah. So I basically knew I want to be part of design, um, but I didn't know what I wanted to focus on. And I think now um, it's been less of a pivot and more of just a hyper focus. I'm definitely trying to focus more on, you know, food and beverage branding uh, I and uh, just trying to push the illustrative side of that as well. Mm-hmm. Well said. Um, Nick, what is your ask it forward question? So I'm curious um, if your next guest has any methods or any way that they go about reaching out to people they want to work with, Um, whether it's, you know, how do they, how do they land that, that job that they really want? Or they just hope and wish their dream client's going to knock on their door. So almost like what are your self-promotional, what's your self-promotional methods or how do you market yourself? Yeah. Is it, you know, going out and talking to people or is it sending emails, phone calls? I want to know. That could almost be used as like freelance, but also within studio. You know, how do you market yourself within that studio environment? Yeah. I like it. I will ask the next guest for you. 
Nick, you've reached the end. Thank you so much for your time and for being a guest on the Quickie Podcast. I really appreciate it. Thank you so much for having me. All right. That is the end of today's episode. Thank you so much for tuning in today. I really appreciate your time. If you haven't had the opportunity yet, please head over to iTunes and leave a rating and a review for the show. I would really appreciate it. Um, I also want to ask you and challenge you, what are you doing to market yourself, to market your business? Maybe it's uh, making yourself look like a rock star internally at a studio to get to the next level if you want to be there. Or if you're a freelancer and you're trying to get new clients, what are you doing? How are you presenting yourself in a unique way? How are you reaching out to those prospects? Questions to answer. Thanks for listening, everybody. I'll be back tomorrow. See you then. Bye.